Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's indoor adventure in our homebrew setting, uh, the Legend of the Four Keeps, as we have uh, as we have come to know them. So, as we start off this episode, uh, there is a very, very, very uh, piece of important information that all you audio cast listeners need to know about, which is. Our dear friend LB Hackamup is currently not going to be joining us this evening because she is off doing awesome birthday stuff. So, LB, we shall miss you. Uh, but if you were looking for uh, a Gwen to pop up in this chat, uh, I am sorry, but that uh, that will not be the case for this week's episode. Although, she will be back tomorrow night for Waterdeep Dragon Heist. So, check her out then. Uh, also... We have another birthday person on this stream, that being our very own Danae Keener. Danae, we, we opened your gift on Nights in the Courtyard uh, last time, or at least one of them, which is a t-shirt. Uh, and what does it say? Uh, it says the Dungeon Master is always right. Yeah. And we also got you something else that we wanted you to open before tonight. Uh, because it totally doesn't say from Die Hard Dice on the shipping label on the front, so... God dang it. What could it be? There needs to be, like, a gifting option to, like... It possibly be. It's a shirt. Can you make it look like anthrax when I send it? I, I mean, probably. It's a glitter yeah. bomb. <laughs> Dice! Yes! Yeah. It's Gildemis. Yes. I love And I think there's a box in here for it, too. Ooh. Oh! Oh, there's a handwritten note. Oh. What? Oh, from yeah. Die Hard Dice, probably. From oh. Die Hard Dice, that's right. No, Barry took the time out of his day to Barry snuck it. over to America to write you a note in the Die Hard <laughs> shipping label factory. I was like, whoa! How's, how, how'd you pull that off? Uh, it says, Danae, these thunderous arm beauties will see your enemies driven before them. May they serve you well always. Good luck, adventurer, Tom. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. And, thanks. and there's also a very, oh, did I show you this? It's a, a very nice box. Ooh. Ah, it's just like the one Stephen has. Yes. So, it's a lovely box. I don't have that one. I feel left out. Well, you know what that means. You know what that means. You have to. You have to convince Die Hard to become our sponsor, so that way we can all have cool. Dice. Oh my gosh, there's more dice. What? Yes. Yeah, more dice. Yes, they probably sent you plasticky ones, for free. For and free. Then... I was like, yay, dice! I love dice. Oh, look, see, here's the actual gift. Yeah. The metal dice that look golden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For Great. coriander. Awesome. I love it. Excellent. So awesome. Well, happy right, so... friggin' birthday, because Barry was behind this birthday as well. Barry's behind like all the birthdays all right now. <laughs> let's let's break them. Except his go. own. So let's conspire, everybody. I'm gonna do an inaugural let's roll. Let's do it. Oh shit! What's it gonna be? It's gonna be a two. Watch. Uh... My my guess is on four. It's three. Presents right rules. I win. No, I said four. You chose two. God damn it. Three. Right in the middle. I see. Three. Connor won. That's who really won. I was going to say like 13. It's just I was on mute and also forgot or didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> that is totally fair. Uh, so. Uh, oh, it was a 20 that time. Wasted. 
Good job you used it now instead of when you might need it in the game, which you probably and won't. And we're fighting the giant-ass dragon. Yeah, fight him. Do it. Make make me really happy and challenge him. Uh, so, furthermore, uh, I would like to also say, hey there, adventurer. You're probably wondering to yourself, when was Endor going to do one of his crosscuts to promote the store well guess what it's now so i would like to say uh i love i love the merch that we get from this store honestly it fills up my entire wardrobe at this point of just lovable awesome shirts uh that were designed by people like danae people like cyberwolf uh and all i did was just throw them on a piece of fabric so uh i am always very happy about that but I realized that our link previously uh, was a little long. So what I've done is that if you go to bit.ly slash indoor merch, like I just posted below, it is a much easier way to remember where you can find our awesome merch. Hopefully that takes you there and not some weird foot site. Uh, because we can't show those on Twitch, but we can show sweet merch. It's so, a weird foot site. Damn it! God damn it. Every time! Well, I'm just not even going to bother with the rest of it, but you can find more of our merch in the description of these videos if you so choose. I'm sorry. But that's <laughs> it as far as our merch is concerned. So uh, let us get into uh, to this game. So we currently don't have LB and Gwen, but RJ, who are you playing tonight? Oh, hey everybody, I'm RJ here on the show, and tonight I'm playing Kalem, the Shatterkai Cleric. Alright. And Cyberwolf, who are you playing? I am playing Blake, the uh, the Dragonborn Bloodhunter. Alright, and Danae. Hello everyone, I'm Danae, also known as Coriander, the Paladin Eladrin. Eladrin Paladin? Oh dear. Both. Majestically both. All right, so last we left off without any further interruptions, uh, you guys had found your way to the Isle of Arathsk, a pretty sizable island city uh, that is named after the bronze dragon who lives there. Last week, I got a little befuddled over my own creations. So in my notes, very large letters, bronze dragon. Uh, who currently resides within the city. He is the last living dragon uh, that you guys are aware of, other than the suspicions that you have about Blake and his own personage. Um, then uh, you guys decided to uh, go to a fancy tavern owned by one Greybeard, uh, where you ended up catching up with your old, uh, with Caleb's old adventuring party, the group known as Off Constantly. After a brief interaction with them and waiting for Oliviette to uh, deliver funds to you, you found out about a sea hag who lived on the shore of the isle, a, uh, a woman by the name of Agatha. Uh, you ended up going to seek out this Agatha, this uh, beach hermit, and upon doing so, were asked uh, to perform one of two quests for her. One of which being to go and eradicate some birdmen who had been nesting on top of a set of what she described as uh, herbs that were very important to her and her work. Or 
to go and retrieve something from her sister. Uh, and you guys didn't actually ask what it was that you would be retrieving, but you know that Agatha does not like her sister very much, if at all. Uh, you then decided to retreat uh, back into the city uh, to spend the night um, in in preparation for the next day and for what it would bring. Uh, also, having gone out to a shop, uh, Calder's Concoctions, and met with a fire genasi who promptly sold them not only potions of healing, but also sold them a book on how to create potions of their own. Uh... Blake, as you were going to sleep, you decided that you were going to take a night out uh, and and write a letter to uh, a friend as you have for the last while. And in doing so, a seagull actually spotted you writing this letter uh, and seemed to read over your shoulder. After you were done writing said letter, uh, the seagull turned to you and uh, said the words, Dara Strixie, Dragonblood. Uh, and then proceeded to say that you should go and visit with Arathsk uh, the next day, if possible. And then the seagull flew away, leaving Blake quite perturbed. Uh, after a long rest, you guys reconvened in the morning, Corey having spent uh, another night meditating with Captain Oliviette, as well as summoning an old companion of hers uh, through the Summon Steed spell. You guys have just met up in the tavern in the morning, uh, and uh, Gwen has been riding on the back of Cybra pretty much as much as she possibly could, having gained that ability the last time. So, what would you guys like to do first thing in the morning? If you're going to be riding Cybra, like from now on i think you should get like a saddle or something look dude i can get a saddle whenever i need to but right now this is fine because she loves it don't you and cybra uh cybra begins to uh manipulate and move uh or gwen begins to just kind of like play with cybra's uh face as she says it She's, and then follows up with and besides what what'd be the point this is fine Saddle just get in the way. I don't know. Comfort, I guess. Well, you're fine with it, so. Uh, suggestion. Take it as you will. Mm. She just kind of shrugs. Probably, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea to outfit Cyber with some armor if you are going to ride her into battle. I don't wear armor into battle, and it's fine. Well... You get super angry and you like you ignore all of that. Cyber's just still a pup. She gets unless hit you, once, she'll go down. Unless you want to teach her how to rage. Ooh. And Gwen just Can I do that? Cybra Do you wanna learn how to rage? And she just like gets really, really uh aggressive towards Cybra, but in a very positive, energetic way. Cybra just like Ears kind of perk back a little bit, and she looks over towards uh, towards you, Blake. Oh, uh, bite back. Uh, oh, it's gonna be it, fine. And she just kind of like pats Cyber's side a little bit. I don't think it's gonna be fine. I don't think it's gonna be fine. That was a terrible <laughs> idea. Why did I do this? All right, so 
And Gwen just sort of leans back, kicks her feet up. What's the plan? What are we doing today, dudes? I feel like I really need to talk to this dragon. What? Parask? Oh, uh, yeah. No, that sounds... That sounds fucking terrifying. I don't want to do that. Mm -mm. That all we start to... How long do we have until, like, we can use Olivia's ship if we're doing that? Uh, Corey would know that that would be uh, another set of days. Two or three. And uh, we we decided it was a no on using the troll ship. Yeah, Gwen uh, very promptly put her foot down at saying that she did not want to do that. Well, I mean, we still have two days until we can really pursue either of those goals. Hmm. Otherwise, I think our time would be best spent training. Maybe taking some downtime for uh, Caleb and I to read a little bit. And Gwen, uh, you just see, like, head slams down on the table, followed just by an, uh. And why are you guys always reading? It's so boring. Hey. GB. <laughs> then you see uh, Greybeard, the tavern proprietor, uh, comes over, and she just looks at him and just... Is there something I can do around here that won't get me reading books, but will actually, you know, like, let me train and do stuff? And he looks down at her and says, Well, uh, there is the Iron Crin competition, uh, if you'd like. Uh, I believe that they still have some openings left. Uh, if you like, I can go and, and check to see if, they, if, if I could get you in. She's just, yes. Yes, do it. Please. He just kind of nods and acknowledges and walks away. You don't even know what this contest is about. No, it's going to be better than reading. Okay, don't discourage her. This this might be good for her. It might actually be a speed reading competition. What? 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 <laughs> Why would they do that? <laughs> they have those, I think. Uh, and Greybeard then uh, comes back over uh, and says, uh, leans down to Gwen and lets her know that the competition is going to be starting in about 30 minutes. Uh, so if she still plans on entering, she needs to get down uh, towards the docks as quickly as she can. Uh, and she just looks at the three of you and just sit down her day. Down her day. Away, Cybra! Yeah! <laughs> and she just kind of like smacks uh, Cybra's backside in a giddy up kind of fashion, and you just see this halfling on a wolf take off. God, I'm Greybeard about is Cybra. just standing Me there, too. just holding uh, an extra plate of egg, which is sets them down, and you can see that he has placed little bits of meat around the egg, which to look like sun rays. <laughs> Uh, 
Greybeard, what do you what do you know about Arask? Uh, well, uh, I know... The dragon, not the island. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I know that he's old. He's really old. Uh, most dragons are old, though. <laughs> uh, but, uh, he's bronze. He likes plants. And he's reasonable with his rental prices. You know, owning an entire island, you would think that maybe you'd try and gouge here and there, but he's actually been pretty reasonable with the entire thing. It's let me keep my business here for years. Uh, other than that, uh, gosh, uh, he's big, really big. Every once a year, he flies around and lets everybody know he's still kicking it, but most of the time he just stays up in the garden. Oh, does he do that on schedule? Is that a, a specific day in the year that he does that? Oh, uh, yeah. It's the uh, first day of summer. Oh, I see. Okay. It's quite a quite a distance off. Uh, he calls it his pollination run. He just takes a bunch of seeds under his wing and just flies around all the islands around here and just drops them. Oh, well, he may be a bronze dragon, but it sounds like he's got a green thumb. Greybeard just... <laughs> I like that one. I'm gonna keep it. Do you mind? Oh, certainly. Excellent! Thank you. But I thought chromatics and... metallics were... Y you know what? I'm just gonna read my book. Alright, well, if there's anything else that you need from me, uh, feel free to holler. You know my name and you know the place. You just kind of takes a bow and then uh, makes his leave. Leaving the three of you alone at a table with an extra egg witch uh, that has little meats prepared in a sunrise pattern. I will take it. Okay. Do y'all have anything to do today? Specifically, no. I'd be willing to go with you on this uh, meeting with Arask. Mm. You know, just in case things turn sour. Things are probably going to turn sour. Yeah, then I definitely want to be there. Yeah, I think I'll come with you for this one. Okay. Uh, no time like the present. Just shoveling egg McEggwidge in his mouth. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, of course, the, um, the the assumption is going to be that we're just going to have a civil conversation, and if anything starts to turn a different direction, we'll have to kindly guide it back in that direction. Oh, I was going to say run. I don't think we can outrun him. Oh. Still very exciting. We get to see a dragon. It's really not all it's cracked up to be. Well, I mean, this one's at least going to be good. Hopefully. It sounds like he likes flowers. I like flowers. He might be alright. 
and I guess we'll we'll start heading to the the big greenhouse. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you guys begin making your way uh, through the eastern quarter, or through the eastern district, and as you do, uh, it begins to lessen with the number of buildings uh, that are present. So you start seeing less of these shops and less of these homes, and it eventually just kind of opens up uh, into a larger green field. Uh, that then leads up to uh, what looks to be this large uh, multi-chambered greenhouse that rests on top of the hillside. Uh, Corey, what is Oakenheel doing at this time? Oakenheel? Yes. Uh, well, he was supposed to be outside the stable, but... Did you go back to the stable? Uh, well, I mean, like, not outside the stable, outside the tavern. Okay. Yeah, so as you guys exit out of the tavern, uh, describe for them your mount. Oh, he's, he's actually not there. Oh, never mind. <laughs> he's supposed to be there. He's supposed to be there, I but he's see. not. All right, got it. Oh, thank you for all of the subs. Thank Wait, so I wasn't long. subbed? What? I see. Pay it forward. Okay. It's true. Uh, so you guys make your way uh, to the to the front gates of this large greenhouse, uh, and when you do, uh, you can see that there is actually a small gate uh, that is currently open. But you see that there are several kobolds just standing guard. Uh, these very rounded helmets resting over their head that almost look like they're slightly too big. Uh, for the creatures that they are, but at the same time, uh, it's very difficult to get a properly sized helmet for a kobold made in mass. And this is close. This is still, this might just be a smaller kobold. Um, and as you are, uh, as you are continuing your way up, uh, you actually see that there is a kobold who is dressed in these very nice green robes. Uh, they have kind of a browner complexion uh, with tiny little yellow eyes. Uh, and he just walks up to you and says, uh, Hello, uh, can I help you? Uh, this might sound weird, but a seagull told me to come here. Not as weird as you would think. Uh, he extends his hand out towards you. I'm Head Beautician Skip. It's nice to meet you. And you head, are? Head Beautician? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm Blake. All right, uh, Blake. And uh, who, who are you? Who are you fine people? And this little kobold makes his way over towards uh, you, Cory, and you, Calum. Extends his hand outward. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Cory and Calum. Mm. Also at the Four Keeps Adventuring Party. The adventuring Four Keeps, Co okay. What Laura? exactly do you beautify? Well, the gardens. Uh. The Rask does all the planting and he oversees where things are located, but I am in charge of maintaining that beauty. Well, it all looks very lovely. And you see this kobold put two hands over it where you expect its heart to be, and it wistfully looks into the air and says, The beauty I craft pales in comparison to the greatness of a rask. And then he just kind of catches and catches himself and... Well, uh, now, you said that a seagull came and talked to you. Your name is Blake, Corian, or Cory and Caleb. 
Hello. Mm -hmm. I will send word of your arrival and should your words ring true, hopefully, uh, whoever uh, spoke, whoever the seagull was speaking on their behalf of will uh, let you in to the, uh, well, to the garden. Mm, he okay. begins to kind of just uh, he tells you to wait there and then he begins walking away okay um, nice place so far how do you feel terrified okay that's fair um, well so far everything seems alright I mean I'm I'm not concerned are you concerned Caleb uh, well, as concerned as me. Caleb's not concerned. I'm not concerned at all. I am <laughs> center and calm and the epitome of calm. I said calm twice. <laughs> we are cautiously optimistic and we're here for you, Blake. Thanks. All right. Uh, and after a little bit, uh, this kobold returns outward. Uh, and you see that he actually has a seagull that has, like, landed onto his arm. Uh, and he comes out and he just says, This one actually got inside the gardens. It's not supposed to be there. Out, out with you! And he just, like, moves his arm out and the gull flies away. Uh, and then he uh, says, uh, The King of Spenders would uh, like to have a word, apparently. You've gained his eye. Okay. If you would follow me, follow me. Uh, and this little kobold just begins kind of waddling forward. And you can see that his robes are long enough that his feet stick out uh, in the front and you cannot see his legs at all. And you just see a little tail kind of coming from the back as well. <laughs> uh, and he continues uh, and he leads you guys in. And there is a large uh, open chamber uh, when you arrive inside of this building. Uh, and in the center of this large chamber, you can see a golden statue of a bronze dragon uh, that just rests centerfold. Uh, and uh, there are five hallways that all branch out from uh, where this main room is. Uh, and you can see that above the doors, in Draconic, as well as Common, Elven, Dwarven, uh, is written um, a different kind of metal. You see one room has silver written above it, another room has, bro uh, has bronze, another room has brass, another copper, uh, and another is gold. Uh, and this kobold uh, begins walking you into the room marked brass. Uh, and when you go inside, uh, make uh, you just see that there are is or there there is heavy foliage that is around you. Uh, you see that there is uh these very large plants that look like they have these very thick petals that all kind of wrap up and what almost look like tails. Uh, and if you'd like, you can make a nature check to uh, find out what kind of plants these are. Uh, it's very... It's very different. Uh, 14. Okay. 14? 13. 11. 
So uh, the 13 and the 14 would know this plant to be a bird of paradise. Uh, oh. This is a incredibly vibrant colored flower, even more so here, uh, as a lot of these uh, that you can see are all, uh, it looks like the colors of these plants actually changes like a hue gradient. Uh, so as you look at it, the closer that you are, are these lighter colored flowers. And as they kind of move into the back, you can see that it gets darker uh, to help create this visual funnel uh, that leads forward. And as you walk through this, uh, through this area, eventually the pathway leads to an opening. Uh, and in this opening, you can see that there is a, uh, a fig tree that is currently growing. It looks like it is... Uh, it looks like it's been growing for a while. It's, it has a very uh, thick trunk to it. Uh, and you can see that the figs themselves are actually uh, very heavy. They look like large pieces of fruit. Uh, and you see another statue uh, that is uh, built up. And instead of it being what you would expect to be this large bronze statue, uh, is instead what looks to be a uh, another larger statue in bronze and then a smaller one next to it. Uh, and you see that there is uh, what looks to be a man who's currently uh, reaching up and he's plucking uh, figs from this tree. Uh, and as this, uh, and after picking them for a while, uh, or this kobold runs up and kind of like pulls on his coat or pulls on his uh, shirt tail and lets him know that guests have arrived. Uh, and you hear him, uh, you see him kind of point towards you and says, uh, Blake, Calum, Corey, Four Keeps Adventuring Party. Uh, and you, the human just kind of nods and pats the kobold on the head and then you see the kobold just smile to himself and begin walking off. And he bows to the three of you as he goes. Uh, and this figure then uh, turns around and you can see uh, they have uh, very dark olive-like uh, olive skin. Uh, their hair is uh, very black. Uh, but where you would normally expect to be uh, gray in a almost like Reed Richards style haircut where it's very short, uh, but it's more styled on top and shorter to the back as well. And where the gray would be, you actually see what looks to be uh, a very pale almost sea foam like green color that sort of seems to be seeping into this dark hair uh as well this figure has a longer face uh and it also has a uh dark goatee that also has these just little speckles of that dark green uh that dark sea foamy green kind of interlaced throughout it and uh he turns towards you um and says so nice of you to join. I, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't expecting you to bring company. But hello and welcome to the gardens. Uh, sorry, I. They said the King Splendors. I was expecting a rask. Well at your service and he just kind of bows towards you uh, oh uh Calum returns the Don't, bow like please okay. i Get, but... one of the best parts about having kobolds as your workers is that they're very loyal they're very ingenuitous one of the worst parts about having kobolds as your employees 
always bow regardless. I have seen too many people bow. Just be as you are. But that is okay. Now, I'm not going to lie. I could smell you the, uh, the minute that you came into my realm. Not you two. I, elves are. It's whatever. I. But yeah, you. And he points a finger towards you, Blake. I may have followed you a little bit to find out what you were really about. And if anything, you seem just scared. You don't look seem aggressive. Like a stray dog could set you onto a single foot and a single jump. So what do you have to be scared of me? Your letter that you were writing. It's good, by the way. Penmanship's a little spotty, but it's fine. You said that you were scared about what I would do if you were in my realm. Don't be a fuckwit. And I won't fuckwit you. It's pretty simple. I hate him already. <laughs> Alright. I don't know, I guess the other the only other dragon that I've spoken to is uh he holds a grudge. I understand that part. If there is one thing that has ever been sweeter than the scent of any of these flowers. It was the day I learned of Tarlane's defeat. Because it wasn't just sweet, it was so much more than that. You see, unlike most dragons, we bronze dragons have something that you humanoids would find akin to marriage. It is more than what your marriage entails, but nonetheless, there was a creature as fine as you had ever seen that I was lucky enough to call my doll, or my call. She was magnificent, nurturing not only the landscape, but for the well-being of others, and this realm was better for having Nomura in it. That is until your blood, not you, your blood came to our shores. And Blake, you hear welling up from inside you. She died gloriously, mewling for help as my magics crippled her wings, and I would trade your entire existence just to experience that sight once more. Is he talking to me? Or... Yeah, or he seems to be voicing that internally inside you. You don't know whether or not he's directing it at you. Now, she died fighting the Obsidian Tyrant. And it was her death that led to a united front under my order. And it is why I must ask you a very, very poignant question. What are you doing here? 
working a job. Working a job. That makes sense. That's fine. You seem confused. Very much so. You have questions. I am more than willing to answer them. Because I know because I know that you may not know anything about your past. What does it what does being a clone mean? I read it in, in your letter. What does it mean? It's just what does it mean to you? I don't know. I haven't figured that out. Do you know of clones? Are you familiar really. with the concept? I mean, I just have Caitlin's notes to go off of. And what do you, and this figure's gaze turns towards you, Caleb, and you can see where had normally been these dark brown eyes uh, just flash bronze, and he looks directly at you, and they maintain this bronze color, and just, what do you know of clones? Uh, well, they're like the perfect replication of a person. They take a really long time to grow. And what do you know of clones? Coriander says. <laughs> I know enough that I've seen wizards use them. I've killed wizards. Had those same wizards come back. Killed them again. People trying to start shit on my island. It doesn't work out well for them. Now... The thing that I'm curious about, probably one of the same things you're curious about, really. You hid away, or Tarlayan did, and it didn't work for some reason. He. you know under what circumstances this clone was to come back under? He was smart. Probably wouldn't have just had it emerge as soon as he died. He probably had something else planned. I don't know. Well, what do you know? Well, you tell me that. I can do my best to fill in any blanks. I know a woman was involved named Tylera. I know that there I know that there was a war uh, that Tylerian was involved in and uh, it's over now. I made sure of it. 
I know that he and you had uh, um, were on bad terms, and I guess now I know why. Little bit of a sore spot, you could say. Um, shit, I think that's it. <laughs> well, let's see. There was a war. And to be fair, there still is a war. Maybe not with the same players, but... Well, they don't call them the Warring Kingdoms for nothing. Just kept going on and on. There are a few old houses, a few newer houses, but that's the way it's always been. And I make sure the East Coast can, keeps the houses that were there from the time that the battle started. Or at least some semblance of it. How I make sure that this realm stays safe is by keeping the fighting elsewhere and let you northerners just be. In your letter you asked why I was the only one left. Do you know our, also where you came from? Has anyone told you where you came from? I mean, besides the clone part. No. <laughs> oh. You... All I know is that I was found. Well, I don't know how to explain someone finding you. But... dragons and the giants had a war as you seem to know this war waged for far too long and it began to affect the younger races we showed hatred and greed anger vengeance just as much as we showed them compassion and creativity and inspiration what had started as a war between our kind and the giant folk resulted in a schism because opportunists like tarlane exist and soon the metallics and the chromatics were fighting amongst each other We worked together to defeat the Titans that once ruled this land. So that way we could experience freedom, and in doing so, we became just as terrible as those creatures themselves. In their hubris, the elves begat the Sundering for the sake of their own paradise. A valley of tranquility was what they desired, and they took it from the realms beyond our own. A kind banded together and pulled in materials from these primordial plains 
and the realms beyond the stars. And for the betterment of all the realms, we joined with the giants to fight towards the common goal, to stop this sundering. The elves had opened the rifts, but they didn't know how to stop them. So we went through, most of us. But as happens with most doors, you need somebody on the other side to make sure that it remains locked. I was one of the younger dragons. I had lost... I lost creatures very important to me. And so I elected to stay behind and ensure that the rifts closed. Now, my brothers, my sisters, are all on the other side, because they can handle that kind of elemental power. Same with the giants, and the few that stayed here, well, they're either gone or sleeping. The dragonborn were from those lands. The elves and Arask kind of looks towards uh, Cory and Calum. Just says, Dragonborn were from those lands. When the elves brought over their new land, they failed to realize that people were already inhabiting them. So, we have an even younger race. Younger than the humans, younger than the elves, younger than the dwarves, and even younger than the halflings. We have Dragonborn now. Or at least that is what they call themselves. And there's nothing I can do about that. But if you want to know where you came from, you already know your answer. You came from a clone. And you seem much better at conversation than... Well, he did. Or he was. He's been very vocal to me. And that arrest just stops. Talks to you. Yeah, I mentioned that a couple of times during this conversation. I'm surprised you didn't pick up on that. Arath just puts his hands to his face. Do not let him out. Do not let him win. Now I'll uh, pull the shirt down and uh, show the Archangelic Nicholas. Arath, you just see just hedge magic. It'll do fine. At least for now. Maybe I'll think of something. Something that can put him away. This is your life to lead. This is your choice. Which brings me to another point. Visit you will go by. 
Your letter you said that you didn't know, Blake or Arjan. Which do I call? I mean, I introduced myself to the kobold as Blake. People introduce themselves to kobolds by lots of names. There's a traitor who came through here the other week who said his name was Weird Bottle. He's a gnomish fellow. Didn't make sense. I just didn't make sense as a name. Him as a person, he was kind of a gibbering man. No loss on my end. Look, I've been going through this identity crisis for a while. I don't like either name. What's a name you would like? I'll get back to you on it, I guess. Sure. Now. I don't particularly like having him here. If he's chatty, but Would you do something for me? I'm listening. That's simple, really. I have treasure. I have gold. I have things I can offer you in exchange for services. Now, when it comes down to it, it's all going to be on paper, goods for services. But we all know what this is really about. It's about earning trust. If you can do the things for me, come back, and they are done, and you will earn my trust. I don't say these things lightly, but it is an option. Is this something that you, or your four keeps adventuring party would want to do? Uh, yes, we are certainly in the business of making money. Well, you've come to the right place. Now, what I'm going to have you do is that we'll write you a letter then you would just need to deliver this letter to the guard captain. He would then take you to the location where my problem is. Okay. This I would like to insight check this. Sure. Yeah. Would this problem be... I'm not insight checking him. He's not a human. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed really kind of ticked about the sundering so coriander was a, a little like fidgety through the entire entirety of that why would anyone be pissed about a sundering <laughs> is this problem a sea hag or a group of bird pirate people because we've already signed on to take care of those and i hope that's also dovetailing with what you want to happen on this island 
Which sea hag? Not I'm... Agatha. Not Agatha. Oh. The other one. Vilda? 11 on that insight, by the way. I think Ele- so. 11 on the insight? I rolled seen... a 19. Uh, Corey, there's something something off about the way that he's asking about all these questions. Send you guys off on missions. You just met this guy. No way is he a quest giver yet. Uh, <laughs> and Calum, uh, you you get the sense that he's he's legitimately trying to help. Oh, okay. And extend a extend an offering of peace. No. If you go and you talk to the captain of the Bronze Brigade, then he should take you and fight. But bird people, I don't like them. But every time I go and try and get them away, they just fly in all sorts of different directions, and it's very hard to catch them. So if you manage to get rid of them, it's fine. Uh, dead or alive? I don't really care. They don't ever pay their taxes either way. As far as I'm aware, they are not citizens of the Isle. Good to know, good to know. know. And the hag. Oh, uh, Vilda was not a good... She was not good for the island. Cool. Course, if you're if you're planning on going at sea, there is another situation that I could have you look into. Uh, we're just picking up all the side quests today. Uh, <laughs> what? The journal's getting filled <laughs> up. If you are interested, there is a pirate captain. I was on the striped. sails around uh, cursed to be a tiger man uh yes sails around uh loots ships uses magic to hide the location of the ship but I can have the Winged Garrison find its last known coordinates, and then I can give that information to you as well. Where are you staying? We're staying at the Great War Tavern right now. We don't really have a permanent place of residence. It's fair. Well, if you're ever looking, housing prices are generally cheap here. Is there anything else that you would like to ask of me while we have the time? It's close to my ficus's afternoon watering. Yoo-hoo. Hello. Uh, yes. Head turned you, towards you. Yes. Uh, you might know me as Corey. Um, it's very good to meet you. Um, a rask, right? Yes. The, 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 the dragon. Yes. Expected you to be taller. I didn't expect anything from you, as this is our first meeting. Fair enough. I was 
I couldn't help but overhear since I was standing here and listening to the conversation. Um, you said that you were there for the Sundering. Just nods. That makes you ancient. Very astute. You wouldn't happen to have met Corlon, have you? He just, like, skews his eyes and looks at you and just... It's an honest question. Can't say that I have. I see. All right. Um, okay. Um, just a, a couple more things. Um, do you know anything about the Primordial Fae? Is that ringing any bells? Is your friend all right? And he'll ask you, Blake. Uh, she's very much a fan of Coralon and all the obvious elves who ever elfed. That's right. Um, all right, okay, so I should have expected that, honestly. Um, all right, so last question, I promise. Uh, you wouldn't happen to have seen, like, a, a fey, um, like, elk horse-looking creature around here, would you? I seem to have misplaced my mount. He just... I don't know. I can keep a lookout, though. Oh, I appreciate that very much. You send a seagull. I'll do my best. Thank uh, you. I, I did have a question. You being the only prominent dragon that's around. Any dragon cult activity popping up around here? Not around here. I cannot hear you. Not around here. Okay. I'll put the cool. mic closer to my face. Good. <laughs> okay. No. Well. A particular reason. Well, yes, a particular reason, but I don't think it's anything you have to be worried about. Which is? Is it that dark star mentioned in your letter? Yeah, that's that's a that's another thing. Um, do you know anything about that? I've heard whispers through my time. Only that. And those whispers? There were. Many, 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 many years ago. Not so much in recent time. Back when magic was more malleable. It was... It was around then, but not for a while. No, I don't. I don't know which one of you was the one to talk to gods or get on their level at all, but... I think both of them? Both of you? Yeah, technically both of them have. 
think both of you, but I think that instance I was talking about Corey. We all speak to the gods in our own way. I cannot relate. No. Mm -mm. But if you are looking for a place of worship, we have several temples located throughout the island. You are more than welcome to go there. Um, my place of worship follows me to my service. I'm sure it does. It just kind of like, <coughs> just gives you a gentle nod. All right, I've changed my mind. This is my new dragon dad. <laughs> <laughs> Adopt me, dad! <laughs> um... And uh, Arath just says, um, I don't know enough about this Dark Star to tell you one fact or another. I take my word very seriously, so I don't want to give you any information that can get misconstrued. If you were charged by the gods, and it is cataclysmic as you say it is, and I wish you the best of luck. I will do what I can to look into it. Thank you. You can start behind the moon. She just slow turns towards you. Just what? Behind the moon is the place that you start looking for the dark star, because that's where it is. Just slow head turned back towards you, Blake. I will do what I can. Uh, so we're not, we're actually not going to be here for too too much longer uh we're gonna check out your stuff and uh deal with these jobs do you do you have a way to contact people whenever they go back north i do i will find okay. i will contact you if you have you have a place of residence or some kind of box set up so that way people can mail things to you. None at all. What? Couldn't you just have whatever he has mailed to Macoth and then she can do the dream thing? That's putting a lot of strain on Macoth, though. Oh. We have a contact in Shroudport, but. Ah. Lovely city. No vegetation for miles that's worth a damn, but a good coin. There's an award-winning arborist there. There is an award-winning arborist. Anthazeno. <laughs> Just yells from somewhere <laughs> off in the distance. <laughs> you might want to look him up. I'll be sure to, thank you. Oh. Um. So. Yes, I see you like one. plants. Sorry. Um, when we first encountered the award-winning arborist, he had a plant problem. 
and it was caused by these worms that kind of turned things into like dangerous living destructive plants i really can't describe it properly it has to like mm, that they were of light on nature he kaelin thinks for a second and then casts silent image to show like the plant people from stan fazeno's house Hmm. These blights, as Blake called them, they grew out of the ground? Is this uh, what his awards were for? No, that was how we met him. Uh, he owed my mentor uh, a favor, or my mentor owed him a favor. Well. I have seen things like this before. Pretty recently, as a matter of fact. It's one of the many reasons why we had to get Vilda off of the island. She has a staff. A staff that can turn and create these things. So she started messing with my plants. started messing with my kobolds. She started being really mean to Agatha. Like, she tries out on the beach. She really does. So they got into a dispute and left. Are you saying that what is the importance of these worms? Did Vilda create these worms? Looks at Cory. Looks at Cory. Uh, have, I don't know how much you've told us. <laughs> they have something to do with the Dark Star. Well, <clears throat> from what the Arborist told us, he had gotten the soil in his yard from a force up north that had burnt down. So we were chasing a lead up there, but then we came over here for a job. And we're going to investigate what's going on in the north, because it might have something to do with the Dark Star. Did I get everything? I think so. And the worms? I think the worms somehow, I don't know, form the vegetation into these monstrosities? Well, they come from the Dark Star, and they make monsters, and they turn other things into monsters. And like a- so far down here, they've turned plants into monsters, but I was told that they could do it to people, too. And Velda has a staff that can do that? From... You don't think that was the thing that she stole from Agatha? It looks like our side quest has become the main quest. <laughs> <laughs> we have to follow the trail of the operas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not a conspiracy board. It's a root system. No, it's a hedge maze. <laughs> Boo. Congrats, sir. You Hail me! <laughs> <laughs> LB, you left us unsupervised. I'll break the fourth wall all I like. It's just something me. about the island. Now, uh, so 
Uh, you have told uh, Arask about your about your quest, uh, and he just sort of looks at the you and just. If Vilda is responsible for this, bring her to justice. Can we negotiate the terms of payment? Depends. You said that you already had this quest yes. from someone else, so I cannot negotiate for them. That's that's correct. But we intend to go after this. We intend to go after whatever you send us, uh, whatever problem that your guard captain will direct us to. We're going to be searching for your pirate captain. And we had the problem of it is very hard for people to get in contact with us whenever we're moving around. Can you finance a more permanent place of residence for us? Well, I could do. I can do this thing. Blake just finessed us a keep. Alright. <laughs> On one condition. Bring me the staff. Very well. Now. I will this see. is a 10,000 gold staff. <laughs> now. I'm going to look for a place that will do you and your keeps fine. We'll do you well here on the island. Something near our postage center. Make it easy to send and receive letters. Perhaps something with a dog? It just looks over at you. We have friends with a ship. I can see about putting it close to the dock. It's a start. I mean, it, it is your prerogative. But, like I said, it's time for me to go and water my plant. Of course. And he Thank just you. sort of bows to the three of you and says, um, when you have the staff, bring it to me. And I will see about this arrangement. Uh, and he just kind of waves his hand over uh, and motions. Uh, and you see that the the kobold that had originally led you in, head beautician Skip, uh, is going to come over and just, uh, Thank you. Uh, for meeting uh, with the great dragon himself. Uh, if you would just follow me uh, out this way, thank you. And we will follow. Uh, and as you are leaving, uh, Blake uh, and Calum and Corey as well, uh, you can see uh, where uh, some of the foliage has kind of grown over on this large statue uh, of these two dragons. Uh, one larger, one smaller, and you can see that on a placard underneath it, uh, it says uh, Nimura as one of the uh, dragons that was up there. 
uh, and this little kobold uh, leads you out uh, back into the uh, back out to the 68.5 degree Fahrenheit weather of a perfect day uh, as a nice gentle breeze kind of rolls over the hillside uh, and then um, he uh, this kobold ends up reaching into his coat pockets and he pulls out three large figs uh, and he hands one to the each of you and says, a parting gift from the dragon. Hmm. I didn't bring you a gift. That's fine. I'll get a gift some other time. <laughs> I don't like the way he said that. That's a very unsettling thing to say to a fae. And then he just kind of takes a little bow and then you see him turn around and shuffle away. I don't like the way he said that. <laughs> uh, and Corey, as you are just having this moment of, I don't like the way he said that, uh, looking out across these green hills uh, that create a barrier between the uh, between the garden and the township proper, you see a familiar figure running on all fours, uh, just galloping around without any uh, without any real purpose you see that there are some kobolds that are trying to wrangle it but it looks like they are more just trying to put a stop to this creature oh it looks like he's having fun what what oh, nothing to worry about okay <laughs> and eventually uh as you just watch this strange looking creature just kind of parade and gallop in the back uh in the background of your vision eventually it begins making its way towards you uh, and it just is running full bore towards you as these kobolds are are screaming at it uh <laughs> to stop uh as it just continues to make its way until eventually it rides up uh next to you cory and comes to a complete halt did arask give us a letter uh arask did not oh shoot wasn't he supposed to uh we can say that he did because he was indeed supposed to. I just forgot to narrate that part. Along with the figs is a letter. Yes. It's part of the parting uh, gift. Uh, so Oakenheel is like a, a Clydesdale-sized uh, creature um, that is kind of like a weird mix between a, uh, I don't know, an elk and a horse. Um, it's got a lot of hair up on the top of its face, so you can't really see what it looks like. But it does have these huge elk horns. <clears throat> and then just fur all the way down the neck. And then, like, a horse body, but with, like, cloven hooves. And uh, it's, it's, like, kind of orangey and autumn-colored with leaves hanging in its hair and off of its horns and stuff. Um... And as it approaches Coriander, she'll just offer the fig that she got to it. This creature uh, gladly eats it. Who's this? I... Oh, this, this is Oakenheel. Uh, uh, just pats it. Uh, that, that beautiful. And you see this creature makes eye contact when you say that, Blake, and just gives you a wink and then continues to eat the fig. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were going to get a dragon dad today. <laughs> Wait, speaking of, uh, 
Talion, speak your mind. You just hear a growling, just a deep growling noise that stays constant, but no words. Uh, all right. But I did just get a keep out of him. <laughs> and then the growling stops and it is just silence. There you go. <laughs> I can't say that I'm surprised. About what? That, this, all of this. This is just the norm now, isn't it? I I don't know what you're talking about. Don't worry about it. I just go up and pat Oakenheel. He's just huge. Like, you know when you get next to, like, an animal that's large enough that your head could fit inside its chest cavity? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's so freaking huge, man. I, I know how big Clydesdales are. You can hear, you can just hear horse. the wind, like, moving in and out of its uh, enormous mm. barrel-sized lungs. And it God. just looks down at you, Calum. I offer my fig. <laughs> It just licks its lips and then begins to eat your, eat the fig. I mean, my own damn fig. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you see these winged kobolds uh, end up coming up from beside and just halt, <sighs> stop, cease and desist. Uh, and the t there are just two of them that are are very much out of breath, and their little wings kind of fold against their backs. Yes. Is this your creature? Okay, uh, doesn't belong to anyone. So it's a wild beast? Yes, very. <laughs> uh, Corey, is, is, this, uh, is this your mount? Is this your... Yes, but only when he wants to. Can you please yes. keep him under control? Can it read? Can you teach know. it to read? I don't know. Can it read? I don't know. Oakenheel, can you read? It shakes its head no. Caleb, can you teach Oakenheel to read? Shrugs. Maybe. Um, I've never tried to teach anyone to read before. Why so. would Oakenheel need to read? There are signs placed throughout the beauty gardens in the city that say, keep off the grass, do not destroy the foliage, <laughs> and it would appear your creature has been grazing all morning. There are several flowers that we'll have to replant. God, I thought I was the one who was going to die from this encounter. <laughs> I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. Oakenheel goes where he wants. Can you at least tell him to not eat the plants in the surrounding area? Or maybe you could buy him food. We have markets set up for this kind of thing. I don't know why you'd bring an animal like this onto the island, to be fair. You know, it's mostly city, right? Like, there's very, like, we have garden areas, but this, for a sizable creature this large, should have just kept it on your ship. We don't have a ship. 
That seems like a personal problem, doesn't it? <laughs> seems like yours now. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> Coriander's just like watching this exchange with like complete puzzlement on her face. Just like, why don't these kobolds understand that Oakenheel goes where he wants? And you see uh, this kobold figure pulls out a piece of parchment and begins to write on it uh, and says, For destroying city Uh foliage, Uh a fine of 20 gold pieces will be placed against... Said this creature's name was Oakenheel. That's right. Are you going to be signing for this you I said don't think it can't I can't read I mean it's not for me I don't think I should Oakenheel Blake gestures toward it toward the kobold and the kobold comes over uh, do you have a pen holds don't up do holds up the pen that he has been using no he'll sign it Blake for the moment i should get a pen now we have we're going to make a copy of this and get you to sign it as well then we will need you to go to the glorious coffers of arask where you can pay off the fine for your crime against the city and it looks over at oakenheel oakenheel just kind of like snorts at it and stamps its foot once and you see the kobolds cower back a little bit So, without any further question, thank you for your time, and hopefully this isn't a repeat offense. And he looks up, uh, and the two kobolds just kind of look up at Oakenheel, uh, and then hand you your, uh, your citation begin fl- uh, before they begin flying off. Corey's going to hand it to Oakenheel. You see Oakenheel just begin to start eating it. Oh... Corey, Corey. Mm-hmm. Please understand that I am very much concerned that this dragon still can and will kill us. Do you think he would? If you keep fucking up his gardens, yeah. That doesn't seem like very good behavior. Killing us or fucking up the gardens? She, Coriander, like, like points at you for a second, like she's going to say something, and then she thinks about that, and then she turns around, uh, walks up to Oakenheel, uh, and just strokes his mane, and says, Oakenheel, you need to leave his gardens alone. There are other places that you can graze, but the gardens are off limits. Looks over at you and just slouches its head. You can see that it has, like, a half eye roll going as it continues to maunch. On the notation for kill it, for munching on garden, uh, and then as you tell it that it needs to graze somewhere else, just kind of rolls its head to the side again, and then just begins eating the grass directly below you. Is that is that grass off limits? No, it would appear uh, that the kobolds at the garden, the ones standing by the gate, are just watching this happen, but they aren't making a move to try and tell you no. Okay, oh, this works. He knows. 
Do we still need to pay the fine if the fine's been destroyed? I'm going to pay the fine. <laughs> okay. Just checking. Corey shrugs. I mean, hey, now we don't have to save up for the first keep. <laughs> yeah. But we should probably still save up for the second one. We save up for the others. Yes, we're, we're not going to be here all the time. I don't think Oakenheel likes it here very much. Shakes its head, no. Ooh, no. maybe we can get a place with a nice garden, and I could grow tea leaves. That'd be great. <laughs> Oakenheel licks its lips. Uh, Just, off mm. limits. Gardens are off limits. <laughs> sulkingly eats greens. Yeah. And uh, during the break, I want to pay this fine at the coffers. All right, so... <laughs> It is a good time to actually go into our first break of the evening. So I wanted to say thank you so much uh, to everybody who has subbed during this time because this means that with Twitch's new rules, we have unlocked a second emote, which if you have been a member of the Discord, you know exactly what emote it is going to be, which is a, a Danae Keener original, ye. It is our little Sahukan Fishman saying ye. Because it makes sense. I am excited for it. Uh, but we are going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or visit bit.ly slash indoor merch and pick your pick yourself up something that you can either uh, use to store a drink, store a friend, or store a fruit, depending on how you keep your friends stored. I What's guess. a fruit? <laughs> I don't know. Words it, are it, hard. It's the food you get from friends, like ah. dragon figs. Like dragon figs. Dragon figs. All right. So we're going to try and be back in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place, and we will see you guys soon. All right, everybody. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Cyberwolf's beautiful way, dog. By the way, if you want some nice merch from Indoor Adventure, you could go to bit.ly. Indoor Adventure. What did you do? <laughs> I bit into an orange. Why did you? No, you didn't even peel it. <laughs> what? No, what are you doing? <laughs> Look. Matt Mercer is a great person to idolize. Don't go that that far. No, he's doing that, it. I almost want to be like a parent who got their kids smoking and forced them to finish the whole damn thing. But okay. I don't want... No, come damn it, no! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome back. Hey, all you audio cast people, if you want to see how Justin fucks with me every week when we return, you should check us out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes other days throughout the week. I'm like halfway done. I might as well. No, oh, god damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> I agree with Jamie. RJ, I love you, but you ain't right. The boy ain't right. So at 530 Pacific Standard Time, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and then this week, uh, we're working on getting people together for a Wednesday show, but we also have a Thursday show, which we haven't announced yet, that our dear friend Dammitberry is going to be running uh, called, uh, I think it's Stories of Woodlake, which is a horror-based game uh, where I am going to be playing uh, my alternate ego, 
uh, a man named Howard who wants to run an indoor air conditioning repair podcast. So you should definitely come by on Thursday and check out that game. It is going to be with myself, uh, JD Lady, Graybeard, uh, other friends from our Discord, uh, Vibri, V-B-R-Y, uh, as well as a, a new player that I only met recently from one of Barry's other games who goes by the name of Satan. So... Uh, hail satan hail satan so i'm excited for you guys to see that on thursday it's going to be very fun that that one's only going to be going for a couple weeks while we kind of get a better feel for the game system uh so you should definitely still come and check it out i'm going to be enjoying it very much because i always love being able to play in friends games but where we left off last time was Blake going and paying off the debt that Oakenheel had garnished them uh, at the glorious coffers of Arathsk. So we were going to pick up with you guys walking out of the bank, having uh, paid off that fine. What would you guys like to do now? We need to find a guy, Captain. Yes, no. Yes, of course. Y yes. Probably, probably not, like, address the situation until we have Gwen with us, but at least see what's going on. Know what we're getting into. It's not a bad idea. Wait, with the witch or the guard captain? The guard captain. Okay. So, wait. What's our plan of attack? It's, it's just going to be a chill day today. Yeah, I just want to, like, see what the issue is. Okay. So that we better know how to prepare for it. Mm. Nice. Very good idea. Oh. Uh, crap, what does the guard captain look like? I don't <laughs> Also, where is he? None of those things were described to you in very Excellent. much detail. I'm going to flag down a kobold guard. Okay. Alright, so you... Uh, make a... Make a persuasion check. Excuse me, yoo-hoo. Hello. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I've got too many tabs open. Gosh. Too many tabs. Too many tabs. Uh, persuasion. Oh, I'm actually good at that. Holy cart. That's one of my best ones. Well, I guess, you know paladin uh 13 okay so with a 13 uh you end up talking to a cobalt guard by the name of dean uh and dean is uh he directs you to the guard captain station uh slash the guard quarters for the city at large which rests on the eastern shore uh of this uh of this divided island uh and is also a very large building uh it's a large circular stone structure that is actually put on uh more towards the entryway into the port that you guys had actually seen previously when you rode in on uh the midnight's dancer um getting into the aisle so it doesn't take you very long uh mentally to kind of map out the path that you need to go in order to get there uh and the guard captain uh that you are told to talk to is a kobold by the name of scoot Ooh. 
so you guys make your way there, uh, and it doesn't take you more so than uh, it doesn't take you more so than about an hour to actually make it all the way uh, to this captain station. And when you get there, you see that there is a uh, there is a very bright red kobold uh, who is wearing what looks to be a very tiny breastplate, uh, as well as has. Uh, what looks to be fancier armor, fancier gear uh, than these other kobolds that are around him, of which there are three. Uh, and as you guys arrive, uh, Scoot uh, kind of looks at the three of you and just, Yeah, what do you want? Uh, we were sent by Rask, and I'll hand the letter that I think we got. Oh! Uh, and he reaches up and plucks it from you and kind of reads it over and just I see, I see well, uh, if you could just follow me uh, and uh, he begins walking you guys back out of this building uh, and he ends up walking with you guys for probably about 35 minutes uh, and as you are going, he is followed by three more of the uh, the three little kobolds uh, that were with him initially um, and he explains um, that uh, so what we have is that we dig tunnels underneath this city so that way we can store all of the glorious wealth and uh, worldly desires of the people of the island however sometimes we dig a little bit too deep we understand that get a little carried away uh so a couple weeks ago we dug a little deeper than we should have while uh hollowing out some storage spaces for the bank and we found these i don't know what they are but they're they're like long big they not look cave fishers not cave fishers they look they, they they look almost like a snake would but they're fat and then they also have the beak on the front and then these large tendrils along the sides. Uh, can I make a nature check? Yeah. Nature or arcana. Arcana, we go. A... I've never heard of such a thing. 26? Faith Fiender Undead. All right, so yeah, Blake and Corey, you guys have not heard of these creatures at all. Uh, Calum, you were kind of, like, you were very curious as to what it was these creatures actually were that were being described, but as soon as you heard uh, extra tendrils on the face as well as a beak, you would know these creatures being described to be called Gricks. Oh, no. No. Why? Yeah, I don't like them either. Like I said, sometimes we dig a little bit too deep. There's a really big one, and then there are three smaller ones. And they're just kind of hoarding off one of our layers. Uh, Caleb, you, you're familiar with these? Yeah, they're really... As a player, I know Grix, but as Caleb, what do I know about Grix? <laughs> well, you rolled a 26, so the knowledge is pretty... Is pretty balanced. Yeah, it's pretty balanced. Cool. <laughs> Which is to say, you found one under your bed one day. I mean, 
I know their attacks, but they're like... Like you said, they're like snakes with beaks and tendrils, and they like to constrict their prey and then bury the beak into them. It's really gross. Yeah, it's <clears> not a super cool way to find your friends. Uh, is there anything in particular about them that we should probably prepare for? They have a rubbery hide. So but if they're not... Use things oh, that bludgeon, it's probably not going to work out as well. Oh, that's not going to be a problem. Yeah, I don't think any of us use uh, bludgeoning. Cool. It sounds like um, you're perfect for the job, then. Well, let's see, we have one person short right now. Uh, we just want to see, like, what the problem was so that we could prepare for it uh... and come back. I see. And, like... As he says that, he just kind of, like, he stops and you realize that he has led the three of you down to, like, this large oh. cave mouth that says Cobalt Mines. Oh. I, is it I thought quite, you is would it just... Quite important. Uh, uh, Are there, uh, is there anyone in danger? Is this a time-sensitive matter? Well, they're just, they're, they're keeping us from going any deeper or around. I see. Uh, I, well, I guess we can aggro them. You can what? Like, go in, see if we can complete this, and... I don't know, I'm just worried about doing this without Gwen. Well, the only concern that I have is that she's going to be jealous that we did this without her. But I'm sure she's having a wonderful adventure all on her own, so... Smash cut to Gwen choke slamming a guy through a table. <laughs> <laughs> just suck a dick! <laughs> <laughs> Cuts back over to you guys. And if all else fails, all she knows is that we spent all this time having tea with a dragon, so... And reading, which she doesn't want to listen about, so... LB, don't watch this VOD. <laughs> <laughs> watch it up to a certain point. <laughs> okay. Uh, please continue. Uh, and the kobold begins lead, uh, leading you deeper uh, into the mines. And as you guys progress onward, uh, he says, Now, the reason why I decided to come down with you uh, is primarily, well, we have a lot of defensive measures, to say the least. Oh, don't step on that. And he points towards a, a foot, like a panel that uh, Calum is just about to step on. He says, Did I do it? And then he, like, just kind of pushes your leg back and then points up. Uh, and as you look up on the ceiling, you can see that there are a bunch of rocks that are being held aloft by a net. Huh. You know, I read about a group of kobolds once that there were some really powerful adventurers, but they kind of just got screwed over in their mind. It was like Tucker's kobold or something like that. I don't read. Oh, steal your soul. Hmm. <laughs> just... Only some of them. <laughs> Only some of them, not all of them. Hmm. You can't judge a book by its cover. It's a risk I'm not willing to take. And he just oh. begins to continue walking into the tunnel. Uh, the trick is to make sure that it didn't belong to an evil wizard before. You heard it here first, folks. That's a real life tip. 
don't open ancient evil wizard books unless like you know you're read their diaries yeah or write in them especially write in them in blood uh so you guys are led deeper and deeper and deeper until eventually you reach uh what you can see is lay is labeled as layer 16 uh, as you guys have been going down in these caves for a while, and you can see that there are uh, openings inside of this cave that open up to what look to be very brightly lit rooms, uh, but you can just see the light kind of coming in from them. Uh, and uh, as you progress downward, you also hear the sounds of uh, not only rocks uh, kind of getting broken and chipped away, but you can also hear what sounds like uh, almost like the sound of farming equipment. And you aren't really sure where that's coming from uh, underground, but the sound of like uh, of a plow kind of going through dirt is not too far off from where you guys are. Uh, and as you are led deeper, uh, by the time you reach layer 16, uh, everything is kind of shunted down into uh, one set of tunnel. Uh, and Scoot... The guard captain uh, eventually raises his hand towards the three of you. It says, this is it. This is as far as we go. Oh god, are you going to kill us? What? No. No, you said you were going to take care of the thing. Oh, I, I completely misread that. Sorry. Ah, dig your own graves. <laughs> Cobalt's <laughs> turn on you. No, we, we're guards. We uphold the law. Right, okay. I'm sure you do. Um, so, where where did you last see this creature? Just creatures points up. Well, uh, and he points to the sign that says uh, that says floor sixteen. Well, we saw him in here. They like to slink around, use the shadows to their advantage. So, it's not like they have a nest. And to your knowledge, does floor 16 go any deeper, or is there a dead end? No, that end was as far... Well, it did go into the Underdark, which we realize now, bad plan. The Underdark? Yeah. Down here? Yeah. You really did dig too deep. Yeah. What? We Corey sealed off. seems a little too happy about this. We sealed off the entrance for the Underdark, so now blocked off any of those creepy crawlies from coming back up into the mine. I'm certain that's going to be just fine. I'm sure nothing bad will happen from that. Nothing bad at all. Now, last we checked, uh, there was their leader, or their pack leader. They, they're very animalistic, it would seem. They have their alpha and then we saw three others. Whether or not our traps took care of any of them, eh, we haven't really risked sending men in. Ah, uh, okay. So that's another thing we got to look out for. Yeah. We always trap as we go. This makes things easier. Just got to remember where the traps are. you leave like some kind of tell or is it sort of we just got to keep an extra eye out for them 
I'm not at liberty to discuss the creation of traps should you end up being a perpetrator trying to rob us. Got it. Excellent. So, be on your lookout. Don't die. Glory be to his bronze scales. So we're guys for heading in. He just looks up. I guess you are. Have fun. Uh, do y'all have a light? Uh, Coriander's gonna unsheath her sword. Blom! You see these four kobolds that have, <clears throat> the, uh, including Scoot, that have come with you, all eyes just very large. Thank you. Whoa. That's too bright. Mm-hmm. And Scoot. Well, I, I can't see down here, so. I have an idea. And then the three other kobolds just all nod, like, he's known for good ideas. Uh, and he turns and looks at the three of them, just. Did any of you three want a promotion? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And they all just, like, arms brace out and look and just. I am going to choose one of you to accompany our chosen adventurers. Who should it be? And they all just begin, like, kind of fighting amongst themselves as to uh, who should be who should be the one to come and join you. Uh, and they are just throwing punches, biting at each other uh, until eventually the guard captain walks over, uh, grabs the first arm that he can see, and then pulls it out. Uh, and you can just see that there's this kobold that's missing a few of its teeth that come down from a longer, more gator-like snout. Uh, and he looks at it and just says, All right, Peck, don't let us down. And he just tosses this kobold, like pushes it more towards uh, the rest of you. Uh, and he says to Peck, All right, the job's done. Bring him back topside. Then we'll make sure you get your promotion. And I don't know what it is. But you all were getting out of this. But if you do it, thank you. You have the thanks of all of us, guard. And then Scoot and uh, crew outside of Peck uh, all begin wandering off. And when you get a good look at Peck, you can see that his helmet doesn't exactly fit right. Uh, He is wearing a sturdier... uh, chain mail that looks like it is more of a chain shirt uh, that has been crimped more towards around its knees to be sort of like a long dress uh, and he has a spear and a small buckler shield uh, hmm. and he looks at the three of you and just it's going this way and he just begins to trudge into layer 16 It, it does it mean refer okay let's just oh, oh boy oh it's referring to itself okay all right peck do you remember where all the traps are and just looks at you and just shakes his head no oh well <sighs> that's why we're all equipped with 10 foot poles with a pointy end and he kind of like clacks his spear on the ground i And as you go, uh, he does lead you through, and you'll see him just kind of, like, poke the floor with his pole. 
Uh, and then other times he'll he'll go forward and kind of put his hand out. Uh, and then you'll see him gingerly step over a wire that's been placed into the ground uh, and motion for you all to step over it as well. Uh, and as you continue through uh, this passageway, you end up finding uh, what looks to be a rock trap that has collapsed. Uh, and underneath you see uh, that there is just this kind of mangled form uh, of a Grick. Yeah, that that's a Grick. And for those of you at home, I shall pull up a picture. <clears throat> and this is a smaller one, right? Yes. It wouldn't be the Alpha. Move too far. It looks like this. It has octopus-like suckers on the end of tentacles that ex that come out of its face in the central mass. There is a beak, uh, and the body looks like a big snaky worm thing. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, what happened to its eyes? They don't have eyes. Oh, okay. I'll light my crossbow. Then it won't see me coming. Actually, did they have like a sort of tremor sense correct caleb oh, would that, know still i i can have a light yeah you can have a light i, I just want to <clears throat> i just want to make sure i'm giving you guys the correct information they do have dark vision oh yes How? they don't have eyes but they have some sort of sensory organ that allows it to detect light sources it has yeah. a photosensitive organ well i'm lighting it anyway I'm very... I, I don't like being in the dark. Right. Well, Blake, do you know how to track these creatures? Uh, Would you be able to ascertain a way to track these creatures by looking at one of these? I'm not sure what this is, but no, I can try. It's not something that I've studied. No. But I will try to make a... I'll try to track it. Okay. See where, where the others were going. Sure, sure. Here, Grick on a stick is a delicacy in the Underdark. I have to ask Olivier. Five. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you get a pretty good idea of where these creatures were going. Uh, and you kind of pointed out to Peck... Uh, and then he begins kind of leading you along and continuing, uh, just kind of poking around on the ground as you guys go. Uh, and you follow for about uh, about another 10 minutes or so uh, until eventually the path that you have been leading, uh, leading yourself on uh, eventually comes to a dead end. Uh, where it looks like they just hadn't finished carving out more of a tunnel. Uh, and that is when Peck uh, just kind of like pokes at the rocks a few times and then turns back to you, Blake, and just... I don't see him. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, do, I don't know how to track these things. Oh, no concerns. Uh, well, I suppose... Hmm. Kalen, what do you know about Griggs? What do they like to eat? Is there any way we can 
lure one out into the open? Mm. I'm trying to remember. Hey, DM. Yo. If that's either the Stranglers or Bricks, um, it, they're pack animals and they normally. Do they try and strike out at the like lone creature in the back? That sort of dealy? Or is it something totally different that I'm remembering? That depends. Are you standing in the back? <laughs> I think Corey would have turned because Kaylin is standing in the back. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, normally they go for the weakest target standing in the back. Uh, and as you say that, Kalem, you just see this tendril latch off of the wall and attempt to strike out against you. Uh, it does miss, though. Rodents of unusual size. I don't believe they exist. All right. So I would like for you all to roll into initiative. Uh, oh, hey. Well. Oh, wait, no, that's a negative one. Nine. <laughs> okay, so... We have Caleb, Corey, and Blake. So, Caleb, what'd you get? Nine? I got nine. Corey? Fourteen. Okay. Blake? Twelve. Gotcha. So... That was. All right, so, uh, yeah, Caleb, you barely dodge out of the way. Uh, as it's almost like a spider sense that you have now, where when you feel yourself being alone in the back of the pack, something bad is gonna try and steal you away from your friends. Uh, so you just instinctively turn as you hear something moving behind you with your shield, and this tendril, uh, just lashes against your shield as it comes in. Uh, and Blake, as you turn with your crossbow towards where this sound is, you can actually see, uh, what look to be three of these shapes that are all just kind of moving towards you guys. Oh, all three of them are here. Yes. Uh, as it seems like you did lead them down a path of their creation, but this was a hunting path. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. so uh, it is the larger one's turn, and it is going to try and lash out against Caleb. Oh. So does a 21 hit? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that is going to be for 10 points of slashing damage. Oof. And then it is also going to try, uh, as this is its tail that just kind of whips out and cracks against you, and then it's going to rear back and try and tendril you. Uh, for an 18? That hits. Okay. Or um, I'm going to cast shield to block it, give myself an extra 5 AC okay. for the rest of Sounds good. So, uh, you managed to dodge out of the way uh, of this tendril as it does come in towards you. Next up is Corey. Alright. Um, well, I was probably towards the front of the group, yeah? Yes. 
Well, I'm going to try and attack the one that just attacked Caitlyn. Okay, the bigger one or the smaller one? Uh, Because there are three. There are two small ones. uh, I'm going to go for the bigger one. (laughs) I say begrudgingly. (laughs) Um, But first, as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Shield of Faith on myself. Okay. And uh, gain plus two to my AC. And here I come. All right, how's about a 14? Okay, so a 14 just hits. Or you said the, wait, bigger one? The bigger one. Okay, 14 does not actually hit that one. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. All right. All right. You got a second attack? I do! Yeah. I completely forgot. Um... Okay, that was even lower, so it does not hit. Hey. Sounds good. Next up, Blake. So, Calum, uh... Calum's up front right now, right? Yes. I don't want that to be the case, so I want to try to get in between Calum and the Greggy if I can. Okay. Uh, putting the crossbow away and lighting my claws. I dig uh, it. And for my action, I wanna, I wanna cast Green Flame Blade through his claws. Uh, does an eighteen hit? Big one or little one? Uh. Whichever one was closer to Caleb. All right. Uh, the one closest to Caleb would be the big one, and an 18 okay. does hit. Cool. Okay. About to say, ruh-roh. <laughs> uh, that, that's probably the only time <laughs> this attack will hit. Um, is, the big, is the little one within five feet of it? Yes. Okay, that's going to be the second target okay. of the Green Flame Blade. But, uh, first off, Um, this guy's going to take two points of slashing damage. Excuse me. Uh, five points of fire damage from my Crimson Right, and one damage from the Green Flame Blade. Okay. And the, the second one, uh, the smaller one, uh, you'll see the same like green uh, like claw slash in the air just made out of fire and it's going to take four points of fire damage nice uh, sorry six points of fire damage okay uh, so as you finish off your turn uh, it is going to be Peck's turn uh, and you see with his long pole uh, slash spear He's actually going to tap uh, a certain spot on the wall twice. Uh, and when he does, you see uh, what looks like there had actually been a little bit of mud and foliage on the wall. Just starts shooting out darts. Uh, and the creature is going to need to make a save. It's um, going to roll a six. It gets a six on its roll? Okay. It's going to roll a six. I'm going Got to it. spend my blood die. So it manages uh, to fail getting out of the way of this trap. Uh, And it is going to take 
Uh, nine points of piercing damage. Nice. But as they sink into the creature, you see that it kind of wriggles around as some of them just seem to drop out. Like it didn't do nearly as ne- uh, nearly enough damage. I thought he said not to do bludgeoning damage to it. Just looks at it. He's just, that was scoot. <laughs> uh, now I see why he's in charge. <laughs> just, Peck just looks really sad when you say that. <laughs> uh... But yes, it has hit a uninjured boy. Next up, Caleb. Uh, Caleb is going to cast Bleas on everyone at level two. So that'll eh? yeah, that'll encompass himself, Peck, Corey, and Blake. Okay. Sounds good. Any bonus actions that I can do? I'm going to speak the command word on my staff. Sounds good. And that's my turn. Just black snake head just emerges. All right. So it is time for these two lesser Gricks. Uh, one of which is very upset at Blake as you just threw fire at it. Uh, and, its ten- and its tentacle does not hit. So that is fine. Uh, and then the second one is going to try and uh, bite or tentacle out uh, again at you, Blake. Does a 15 hit? It does not. Okay. That's fine. Uh, And then next up is the very large one. uh, Who, Corey, you and Blake have kind of uh, put yourself in front of Calum to block it out. And then, Blake, you were the one who actually struck against it, so it is going to try and strike against you. Uh, as your flaming claws, as well as imposing figure, have made you a very primary target for these creatures. Uh, 13 does not hit. I had to use a different die. And that's even worse. So, no worries there. Next up is Corey. Ready? I attack it with my newfound bless. Ooh, nat 20. <laughs> Natural. All right, I'm gonna give another uh, die to that. All right, so that's gonna be five plus. Now, question, did we add the modifier to twice? To no, it's dice to double right. modifier after. All right, just checking. Yep. Um, <laughs> like I've done you, this before. Um, all right, so it's uh, shoot. Hold on. Math five plus seven is twelve. God, thank you. Twelve. <laughs> twelve slashing damage, and here comes the uh, smite dice for um, a smite at second level. And a critted smite at second level. So that's always oh, God. Fun. Right. So I'm grabbing all my little tanks. Um, and I'm just going nuclear on this. You're rolling double the amount of those ones, right? Yeah. All so right. The, that's that's gonna be six total. <laughs> my dice. This is a blinding flash of light in the tunnel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all turn uh, into skeletons like in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. 7 plus 7 is 14. 14 plus 4 is 18. 18 Ooh. 26. Um, 26 plus 6 is 
two plus eight is 40 smite die damage. <laughs> is he still alive? No! Because I still have my second attack. What the fuck do you mean, is he still alive? <laughs> I still have my second yeah. attack. He's still alive. So, the biggin that you had hit is no longer standing when your, after your sword finishes its first follow-through. Peck just looks at you and, like, drops his spear, just awestruck, as this silver flame wreathes your sword and just disintegrates this creature that he was terrified of not even moments before. Corey's gonna look at him and say, you're gonna want to pick that back up. And then swing at the other Grick that was next to her. Okay. Uh-uh. All right. How's about a sixteen? Yeah, that'll hit. All right. Um, thirteen slashing damage. Um, and I'm going to use another smite on this one. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll just use a first level smite on these little boys. Okay. okay. <laughs> why is it, why does everyone sound so scared? It's okay. I'm, I'm your friend. I'm scared for the Gricks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, seven smite damage on him. Okay. This thing is barely holding on. Cool. Now my turn is finally over. <laughs> you don't have a bonus action or anything you want to do? Uh, not necessarily, no. Okay. All right, next up is Blake, and you see the big one is gone. Just, you've seen Corey explode things when she's hit them before. That's what happened to this Grick. And then with the second strike, you just see this other creature also rear back uh, and look very injured. Uh, so, so there are two. There are two, one of which is barely holding on. Uh, you can see that Cory cut uh, like through its central mass where its tendrils are. So you see it's kind of like hanging off of the side, barely able to keep two of these tendrils moving while the other two are just kind of writhing a little bit more furiously. Uh, okay. Uh, so the one that's looking a little bit more healthy, uh, I'm going to use a bonus action to cast Hex. Okay. Uh, and then for my action, I'll cast Green Flame Blade one more time. Yes. That's a natural one. Okay. Um, so, you definitely miss on that attack. No prob. Uh, next up is going to be Peck. Uh, and Peck just picks up his spear, looks at the creature that's barely holding on, and is going to make a thrusting jab. Uh, and because it has allies within five feet of it, it's going to get pack tactics for advantage. Hey, pack tactics. Uh, you mean pack tactics? Good little guy. Four. He's going to do seven total points of piercing damage, reduced to half because it has the resistance to that. And it's still enough to drop this creature. So Peck just stabs it real quick once. Uh, and you see it gets its spear in right behind where the beak is. And you can actually see the pull of his spear go through the creature's open beak. And then Peck just pulls it back out and the creature goes limp on the ground. Nice. 
Uh, and then he raises his spear up to uh, a little bit below face height and just starts stamping the ground with his feet and wagging his tail. He seems very excited about his kill. Uh, next up is going to be Calum. Just gonna duck to the side of Blake, duck to the side of Corey, and then slam the snake staff into the uh, last Grick. Uh, that is a 19. Okay. 19 hits. Roll for damage. Um... Oh, also, uh, the hex is going to uh, mix its uh, deck saves. Okay. Nice. Or, yeah. You want to make it con checks. instead? I don't know. It's checks, not saves. Five points of piercing damage, and it has to make a constitution saving throw. Okay, so... DC 15. It does not pass. Ooh, that is... 12 points of poison damage. Okay. This creature is barely hanging on. And it is its turn. Uh, so... Oh. Yes. No, it was like, oh. I thought that would have killed you. Uh, and it is going to uh, actually try and slink away from you guys. It is going to use a disengage and then begin uh, slinking its way down uh, down the hall. That is it for its turn. Next up is Corey. All right. Uh, how far did it get? Uh, yeah, you could face up to it. It moved 30 feet. Uh, you saw it wrapped around a corridor, though, so you aren't exactly sure. Uh, you wouldn't be able to get a direct line of sight onto it. Okay. I will face step to that corner. Okay. Uh, then... so make a perception check. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, leap, then look. Um, that's what Corey always said before she fell off the cliff and died. Um, 14. Okay. Uh, so looking around, you do not see this creature. God's blood. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then next up is Blake. And Blake uh, just yeah, watched Corey pop over. I'm running after Corey. Okay. Uh, make a perception check as you go around the corner. Fourteen. Okay. Yeah, you know, you like looking down the corridors. You don't see anything. Uh, I I have it hexed, but I, I yes, that, I guess that's uh, not hex it, keeps it's track. It's not Hunter's of its, Mark. It doesn't keep track of its location. No, no. Hunter's Mark keeps track of its location. Okay. That's what makes being a ranger special. Yay. Um. Yeah. So you do not. Uh. It is still hexed. Being a vengeance paladin, but who's counting? Uh, I, I gave a disadvantage on dexterity checks. I don't know if it made a stealth check. Oh, uh, no, that's right. It was disadvantage. Sorry. Um, Smirt. Big thonk. So, yeah, you still would not have been able to see it with your guys' rolls. Fuck. <laughs> Good try. Uh, <laughs> Good so, try, though. So, uh, can I. 
still try to attack it. Can I, can I blindly uh, shoot Eldritch yes. Blast down this hallway? Yes, you may. You what? <laughs> I mean, I have other cantrips. <laughs> you what? <laughs> Say the line, Warlock. Wait, 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 hold on. Have you done this before? No. Oh, shit. Uh, so just from my uh, flaming claws, I'm just going to angrily just like uh, punch the air and uh, two like greenish uh, yellow uh, blasts of force energy are just gonna oh that's a natural 20 oh. and second natural 20 <laughs> fuck that thing in particular <laughs> I was gonna say it's gonna pretty high dc so it's gonna be pretty hard to hit but when blake fucking hunts something he hunts it to extinction he hunts it roll your damage not a warlock i like the image now it's still hexed so oh, it's take still hex the necrotic energy that 2d6 of necrotic energy oh 2d6 oh because we're level five now nice well no because i uh, i critted oh yeah. you critted uh Isn't that's right your... Don't you get a second blast at level five? I do. This was the first one. <laughs> uh, seven points of necrotic, uh, 13 points of force. So you just punch out into the darkness standing next to Corey. Uh, and I imagine that there is like this like kind of guttural draconic roar of you just being like fucker like i mean i'm definitely tapping into tarlane for this yeah uh that just sort of like rumbles out of your chest as you just punch into the darkness and Corey, you watch as this beam of energy just shoots out of blake's hand and then curves up towards the ceiling and just sinks into a form that you hadn't even noticed as it had kind of pressed itself against the top of the cave mouth and this creature just drops from the ceiling onto the ground, shakes a little bit, and then just stops moving. Oh, that's right. You always look up. G- good job, Blake. Uh, okay, I was actually aiming further down the hall, but <laughs> not, I'm not used to doing that. Okay. Oh. Wait, did I miss it? And Caleb and Peck so. just come out from behind the corner. He absolutely eviscerated it. Ooh. Peck is going to go over and poke it a few times with his spear. Is I did we all did we count them? Was that was that the amount that they were supposed to have? Is there more? Uh and Three Peck and one. And Peck yeah. says, "Trap got one. You all two right, killed right. the other 3." Or you three killed the other three. All right. I killed one. That counts towards my promotion. Yeah. Look sure. at you. You'll be running this in no time. And he nice. looks at you and just... You really think so? Sure. <laughs> and it just sort of like opens up its jaw in the same way that you know that lizard folk can't really smile. But he's giving you the best little draconic smile that he can. It's really in the eyes. It smiles. 
and then he begins uh, walking you guys back out of these 16 layers of cobalt mine. Uh, and when you guys uh, reach the reach the exit, uh, he continues to kind of walk with you and just... You all were incredible. Absolutely amazing. You blew somebody up. You shot magic out of your hands. And you... And he points towards Calum. And he just... And you tried your best. He knew exactly when it was going to happen. He did. He called it. You brought them there. Like a charmer. And just continues walking with you guys. And the snakehead just kind of looks at you, Calum. Does the snake tongue thing. Small head boop. Make it back into uh, one staff. Uh, and you guys make your way uh, to the guard post where you uh, once again meet up with Scoot uh, and Peck gives Scoot the uh, the rundown of everything that happened uh, within the mine or within the, uh, yeah, the cobalt mines. And Scoot ends up writing you a, uh, a piece of paper and signs it uh, with a very legible hand. Uh, it's actually kind of surprising how nice Scoot's handwriting is. Uh, considering that normally you don't really expect kobolds to be uh, very learned uh, types, let alone ones that practice their uh, their penmanship. But looks like Scoot has gotten used to at least signing his name on as many documents as he receives. Uh, and so uh, he then hands it off to uh, another kobold and hands you guys a copy as well. Uh, that says uh, that you have performed your services within the kobolds, uh, within the kobold binds, uh, and that he has sent off a uh, a letter to Arask to let him know that the problem has been taken care of, uh, and that the the King of Splendor will get into contact with you once he has received this notification. Hey. Uh, and then. Uh, he thanks you for your service and Peck just kind of looks at him and just says I killed one and Scoot looks at the three of you and with your confirmation you see him uh, actually reach into what looks to be a uh, what looks to be a small chest uh, and he pulls out what looks to be a little golden star and just adjusts it onto onto Peck's little chainmail vest and then Peck you just see give a really like full-hearted grin puffs up his chest a little bit uh and scoot says it's a big responsibility being uh, being a, a guard captain not like me of course you are a lesser guard captain but you will have your own patrol now uh and peck just eyes wide nods and scoot puts his hands behind his back it is a big responsibility you must make sure that they do not fall into the harbor you must make sure that they do everything they can to withhold the laws of Rask. Uh, and begins to kind of go into more detail of this cobalt-like law. Uh, and law, as you kind of listen in more, is is very loose for these cobalts. Some of the laws are like no eating scraps on the table, regardless of how appealing they might seem. If you are to sleep, you must sleep in the barracks, not within the beautification projects. 
and they just seem to yeah they just seem to not even be paying attention to the group of you we'll just slink out i feel like oakenshield should have been here for that it'd be good for him to know all the rules Mm mm-hmm uh yeah where was oakenheel <laughs> during this encounter by the way did, oh, did i call him oakenshield yes you well, did uh, <laughs> where was he um i don't know you tell me man all right Oaken, oakenhill uh, goes where he wants as soon as soon as he saw that you guys were going underground he just kind of snorted and just mm-mm, yeah he don't like that strutted off and he saw and some of the kobolds actually like chased after him a little bit which he thought was more of a game uh so the last thing that you saw was him just like Picking up speed, running away as more kobolds started chasing after him. As these uh, were not a member of the winged guard uh, that had escorted you underneath the that had escorted you to the mines. <laughs> so long as they don't catch him, it won't be a problem. I don't think they can catch him, and that's why it won't be a problem. Listen, I'm not, I'm not gonna pay for. I, you and you you shouldn't if if oaken heel gets into any more trouble i'll make sure he pays it uh, he what hmm? with, with, with what fucking money <laughs> and then she's wa- already walking away Wait, does he have like a coin purse in his mane or something i wonder what gwen's up to what oh, cory walks off after her Blake, you're just kind of standing there as your two elves are beginning to walk off. Uh, Where's Gwen? All right. So you guys are going to look for Gwen. Uh, So make a set of investigation checks. Are we so blessed? Uh, it it lasts lasts for a minute. minute. Oh, no. It was like a 35 minute walk up the tunnel. Yeah. 16. 17. (laughs) 6. All right. So Corey leading the charge is is confidently walking off into a direction that she knows nowhere about. Uh, And as she continues walking... Uh, talking about where uh, she would expect to find Gwen. Blake and Calum, you had remembered hearing that she had entered into the Iron Crin competition, uh, which it was nearish the docks uh, as to where the actual setting for this event took place. Uh, and as you kind of look around, uh, you start seeing that there are flyers for uh, the advertisement of this event. Uh, and it has listed on it uh 700 gold piece prize uh for first place tests of strength uh push pull drag uh you name it we got it and that is just kind of what it has listed on this page and it says accepting only the first 32 applicants uh and as you uh make your way you find uh you find what looks to be uh a what was the stage like the location as to where this event took place uh and as you go up you see that there is actually what looks to be uh a 
older humanoid looking creature that seems to have more of a bovine like face with these two large horns coming from the side of it uh make a nature check nine yeah seven all right and Corey, what'd you get nine okay uh yeah so Corey, you feel like this is what would happen if a centaur was born the other way around where it was animal on top and then human parts on the bottom uh but if that was a cow instead i see there are a lot of weird things in the natural plane this doesn't perturb her at all uh, and as you guys go up and approach, uh, this uh, this figure, whose name is Maldo, uh, he, as you ask him about Gwen and Cybra, uh, he lets you know that your friend did not win first place uh, in the event. In fact, uh, it would appear that Gwen uh, had actually placed sixth. Uh, she didn't. She didn't even get into the payout for the event. Um, and he said that after the results had come, she and the, uh, the wolf companion that she had came here with had actually left, uh, looking rather sad. I think, uh, uh which direction? And he just shrugs his shoulders, said, I don't know. I was celebrating my winnings. Oh, you're the one that won. I win every year. He just kind of like puts his arms up over his head. And there was no ghost problems? Just shrugs his head. Just, I don't think so. It's just the last time we were beat in a, in a fight. There was a ghost that... Uh, never mind. You I... guys fight ghosts? That's <laughs> pretty cool. <clears throat> what yeah, kind of ghost? Like an angry one? Like a house ghost? It's like a baby I... ghost? Did you beat up a baby ghost? <laughs> No, it was quite old and quite angry. Sounds ghosty. Just kind of like puts his hand on his on his uh, bull-like chin and just nods. <clears throat> We're gonna go try to find a friend, but you have a nice day. Enjoy your winnings. You have a nice evening. Uh, and he just sort of uh, nods. And just can do, and then you see off to the side that he just has what looks to be a collection of liquor bottles uh, that he has just been steadily making his way through, just enjoying watching the ships pass by on the dock. Hmm. Well, this isn't good. Do you want to see if Greybeard knows? Yeah. yeah, maybe she went back to her room. Our room. So we'll we'll head back there. All right. So yeah, when you guys end up getting uh, to the Greybor Tavern, uh, Greybeard lets you know uh, that Gwen did come by uh, earlier in the day and actually dropped off Cybra. Uh, so she's kind of just hanging there as well. Apparently, Gwen needed uh, said that she needed some alone time, uh, and Greybeard just says, "Well, I mean, that's fine. This." This wolf dog seems pretty nice anyways. Uh, much better than the last animal that was left on my doorstep. 
I don't like that one. And he looks over and you guys can just see resting on the <laughs> resting on this banister is this black cat that you aren't sure. Like, it looks like if somebody made a black cat while knowing what they looked like to the best of their ability, but there's just something off about it. And Greybeard just like gives it really squinty eyes and just, I don't like that thing, but I can't get rid of it. It scares me too much. Anyways, so. <laughs> now, your friend Gwen, uh, she was in a really sour mood. She said that she would, if I saw you guys actually, to let you know that she was, she'd come back later this evening. Okay. Something about a gray skull. I don't, you guys keep skulls? It's like a hobby? Is that a thing? I've met people who do, and I've seen a few fascinating skulls, let me tell you, but I don't accept them as payment. I'm just going to say that right now. You cannot pay me in skulls. I accept coin. You've already paid me in coin. I don't know why I'm rambling. So, dinner? Can I get you guys dinner? Need help finding anything in the town? No, thank you, Gradient. Um, We're going to go and see if we can find... Well, I am. I'm I'm, I'm going... Well, actually... If Gwen says she's going to be back, she'll be back. If she's out talking to Grey Skull, she probably wants to be left alone. She doesn't usually like it when I try to talk to her while she's commuting. Hmm. Is anyone else genuinely surprised that there actually was a problem and it wasn't a trap? Erasmus? Well, when we spoke to him, he kind of felt like he wanted to help. I, I guess that's just a gut feeling I had. Yeah. I don't know. He just kept on talking about the sundering and then giving me this evil eye. Well, you kind of... Hmm. Do you want to finish that sentence? You were kind of asking him about a tough time in his life. Like... You know, watching all of his family and friends leave the material plane well, forever. I mean, I mean, before that. Mm. Uh, I kind of want to talk to uh, Tarlayan. Okay. Why? See where his head's at. Are you gonna be okay? I think so. Do you want us to be near you? Absolutely. All right. Well, let's set up. Uh, so we'll go back to my room. Okay. The large room uh, with the one larger bed in it. And you guys scoot the bed out of the way and make sure uh, that you have enough space for Blake to set his ritual uh, down onto the ground. And then you get into your uh, get into your proper form and begin to uh, begin to meditate. Again, lighting incense to really help you just achieve this 
this very calm and collected state, you begin to kind of focus more on the rhythmic rolling of the tide uh, from the ocean kind of farther off until you find yourself uh, just in a in in that more meditative state. And Corey and Calum, you guys have watched Blake do this several times now so you know that uh as his breathing gets uh more rhythmic uh you can see that there is a little bit of a glow on his chest uh as blake you find yourself uh inside uh of this chamber where you have met with tarlan uh but you do not when you get inside you do not immediately see his figure looming uh as it has previously you kind of just seem to be by yourself uh, and you hear the grumbling uh of a a draconic rumble just are you okay why why are we here? Why did you let him know that I can talk to you? I didn't think I was telling him anything he didn't already know. Hmm. Wars have been ended on less information. And if he knows that I am here, even in some modicum, even in some fashion. And there's nothing I can do here. He seems well off. He has an island. He has people who follow him. He still has followers in the kingdoms. But... He let me know something, too. Seems like I might still have supporters out there. Like our war might still be going on somewhere. What do you mean? I mean... When you are effectively a god to the younger races, their loyalty will trans, will completely transcend generations. There may be some who know my name, still whisper it in the night when they are afraid. And this brings me joy. But being here, Seeing what he's made of his power, sickening. All these flowers, these plants, all this wildlife, and for what? Closure. I'm glad I killed her. The first time I saw rage in his eyes. Every other time it always was like we were playing a game. He and I. 
And so, I must ask you, Arjan, whose side of this game are you on? I'm on mine. Good. Now you got what you wanted. Isn't that right? Yes. I did it on my terms. Someday. Someday I will get what I want. You know what it is I want. I want my control back. I want to be not just inside you, but as a living, breathing creature again. Will you do this for me? Or do you want to do this for yourself? Either way, you would be rid of me. And I would be rid of you. I can't let that happen. Why? Aren't you curious? You saw it today. The very power inside you that I can create. Helped you kill that creature. Flames on your claws are not of your own making, those are mine. Gave those to you. Not for you, what happens? What happens to me? We don't ever have to talk again. You get peace. Maybe I don't deserve peace. <sighs> Then join me in a life of peace you will not have. I cannot wage war against your old grudges. You may not say it, but one day you will find yourself playing a part. Maybe not soon, maybe not later, but someday. Alain. It. 
there are very many fights that I'm looking for right now. Darkstar, uh, possibly this Dragon Cult, if they rear their head anytime soon. I'm, I'm not interested in your petty bullshit. Petty? You think this is petty? And as he says that, his claws just come in from the darkness until he is right up in front of you. Petty would be if I killed because somebody scuffed a scale. Petty is if something came in from outside the boundaries and ruined what I had. This is not petty. This is vengeance. For what? For taking away my freedom. From taking away my choices. The Metallics said that they knew what was good for us. They didn't even listen to what we had to say. They teamed up with the Giants. Threatened to lock us away. They forced our hand. And that is something I will never forgive. That is something I cannot forget. This is not petty. This is my legacy now. You are my legacy now. So convince me that you're worth being free. If I could devour you, I would. But I can't. Not yet. Not like this. Darlene, some primal part of me does want to work with you. Then let's... We can be business partners. Maybe... Maybe war isn't the way we go about this anymore. Now, I seem to have gotten a lot from not waging war just today with your old chum. It seems... Like there is an opportunity. This man, this Calder, spoke with yesterday. He gave you a book. Mm -hmm. That's correct, yes? Yes. He said that it was to spark other businesses to open. Tarlene knows one thing. It is coin. Rath knows one thing in his coin. So, this is how we will fight him. Through Enterprise.
Your forced keep? You already plan on moving. What will you do with it? Let it accrue packages and gifts. Why not hire somebody? Somebody to run this store. Then, little by little, we expand. A trade war? If it is the only war that I can convince you to be a part of, then yes. But we won't call it a war if it helps. We can just call it a free market. You would get what you want. Potions. Concoctions. And I would get what I want. A foothold. Somewhere, but at least it's a start. Virtual freedom. Soon. In the grand scheme, I wish for my freedom. But while you live as you do, I will take my freedom elsewhere. Where I can get it. You think, think about the idea of a potion empire. The next time you are wanting to talk, I have a better idea. And he just begins to steadily slink back into the shadows. Uh, and Caleb and Corey. After about 15 minutes or so, Blake ends up coming out of his meditation. I need that book. Which one? The, the potion book. Oh. Camel, ruffle in his bag. See the stack of papers, hands it to Corey, hands the book to Blake. And I'll start reading. It's Corlon. Some of the fables I found, I, I couldn't find anything concrete, but. Oh, oh, well, uh, what, what did you find? Uh, mostly just like some embellished exploit, I think embellished exploits. They might be true. They might not be. I'm not sure. It's all here. <laughs> Corey will flip through it roughly. All Anything right. about the primordial fae? No. 
Corey looks disappointed. All right. And as you guys are flipping through your notes and reading your books, that is where we are going to end for tonight's session. So I just wanted to say, first and foremost, thank you to all of you wonderful viewers who stuck with us through our uh, 28th episode of this Woo! series, which that just seems weird. Seems weird, but I am totally down for it because we have, at this point, hit over half a year, which is crazy. I think last week was our half year mark. Is mm -hmm. neato, uh, but I am looking forward to doing this even more, and especially doing it next week when LB is back, because yeah. there's just something. Something seems off about not having Gwen in this group to shit talk everybody into feeling better about themselves. <laughs> but. Uh, we're going to go around the table. Uh, so, RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody. I'm RJ here on the show, and you can find me at rjustice 282 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life and sometimes play Overwatch and sometimes not eat oranges with the peel on. Um, Shame. You could find me here on Tuesdays as our boy Hubris during Dragon Deep Water Heist. Wait, no. Waterdeep, <laughs> Dragon so Heist. Close. We're Oof. so close. Oof. And you can Perfect find... Team. Well, no, we're not doing it this Saturday because half the players are going to be missing. Um, but you can find me on Saturdays on Pro Restarters channel as Ajax during Monster of the Week. All right. And Connor, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, you can find me at CyberWolf1201 where I tweet about stuff. Uh, it's it's some really good stuff sometimes, and it's really bad stuff other times. <laughs> but it's stuff. Uh, sometimes you can. Uh, I'll tweet whenever I go live on Twitch.tv/slash/several201. I play video games very badly. It's getting progressively worse. Has it? <laughs> I I remember when that box like hit you off the cliff. <laughs> it's one one of my proudest moments. <laughs> it was so uh, good. But I mean. Whenever all this shit's happening, I still talk about the lore because, you know, gotta be gotta be a lore master. And if I get two more subs, maybe I can get an emote that people can people can use to do that. Uh, uh, the gameplay archives from that channel go to my YouTube. Uh, if you type in Cyrolf Troll One, I'm sure you will find it. Uh, but other stuff gets posted there, like other gameplay videos and uh, the uh, podcasts that. Kyle with an N and I do. Let's talk about it. Uh, which just I think I just posted an episode of it Saturday. And there's another one in the chamber that I just gotta edit. So be looking for more of that soon. And there may be very interesting things on the horizon for that particular piece of content. Yes. And Danae, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, I'm Danae Keener. You can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do drawings and doodles related to D&D. Um, and sometimes I do doodles uh, related to the stream. Uh, like tonight, I did a doodle. So you can go to DanaeKeener.com and see the doodle from tonight's stream. Yes. And I am the Indoor Adventurer. If you have made it here, you probably already knew that. But for all of you new people who are coming in at the end of the show, hey fella, what are you doing? Maybe you should come by at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, hell, even a Thursday. You'll never know what days you can find all sorts of great content, except for, like, again, guaranteed Monday, Tuesday, 
Wednesday, sometimes Thursday. We're going to be trying something new on Thursday, which I'm very excited for. Uh, so Monday nights, of course, are our homebrew games. Tuesday nights, uh, we are in the final throws of uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist. I almost said Dragon Deep Water Heist because RJ screwed it up and got me on tilt. <laughs> but uh, then Wednesday this week, uh, I am going to be joined by uh, Zach Hill of the Encounter Roleplay podcast, Young Heroes of Fate. Uh, who is going to be joining me on our root tootin' shootin' adventure through the weird west in the Fate Core system, uh, which I am very excited about as I am placing it in a world slightly to the future of our extra life game that we had. Uh, then, of course, on Thursday, as I've already said, our dear friend Dammit Barry is going to be running a game uh, in the Powered by the Apocalypse system called Wood uh, Summer in Woodlake. Uh, where I get to play the bane of my existence, an indoor air conditioning repairman who really wants to make a podcast about it because that just seems like it would be a good choice. Uh, so, speaking of those guys, indoor air conditioning repair podcast, all of you audio cast people, you should leave us a review or a comment so that way we can eventually make 2019 the year where we pass those sons of bitches. And if you're in that indoor air conditioning repair podcast, you're you're probably cool i'm just jealous that your podcast seems to be doing well who knows maybe you can hook us up with a sweet sponsorship deal for when the summer gets really hot i don't fucking know but we're coming for you motherfuckers so remember that all right so that is going to be it for us we are going to be going into our uh after show nights in the courtyard uh where we answer questions directly from the community as well as all of you wonderful people including everybody who is on our discord so if you haven't made it to the discord yet you should connect to your twitch and discord and then find your way there as well as who knows maybe other people that you sub to that you didn't even know there was a discord for all you new subscribers should definitely join you should you should definitely do that. Uh, but, like I said, that is it for uh, our humble little show. So thank you all so much for coming by. Uh, and we will see you guys next week. All right, everybody.